of Jesus, we just want to say thank you this hour. We bless your holy name. We acknowledge your presence in our midst. Sweet Holy Spirit, the revealer of truth, the one who exposes the mysteries of the things of God unto our understanding. I ask that Lord, O oh God in heaven, you will minister to our hearts, that our hearts be good ground to receive your word, O oh God, and may we be transformed in the name of Jesus. Blessed be your holy name, O oh God in heaven. In Jesus' mighty and matchless name we have prayed. Amen and amen. Please be graciously seated in God's presence. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Praise the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. Quickly, let's open our Bibles to the book of Luke chapter 2. Luke chapter 2. We are reading from verses 25 to 32. Luke chapter 2 from verses 25 to 32. Are we all there? Luke 2 from verses 25 to 32. Okay, praise God. Okay, let's read together one to go. And behold, there was a man in Jerusalem whose name was Simeon. And this man was just and devout, waiting for the consolation of Israel. And the Holy Spirit was upon him. It had been revealed to him by the Holy Spirit that he would not see death before he would see the Lord's Christ. So he came by the Spirit into the temple, and when the parents brought in child Jesus to do for him according to the custom of the law, this says, Lord, now you are letting your servant depart in peace according to your word, for my eyes have seen your salvation, which you have prepared before the face of all peoples, a light to bring revelation to the Gentiles and the glory of your people Israel. May the Lord bless the reading of his word in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Um, before I carry on um, my sermon this morning, I just wanted to say Merry Christmas to you and your family. Hallelujah. Praise the name of the Lord. The reality of it is that God has truly been gracious. Hallelujah. Truly, if you reflect on the travails and the trials of 2022, I think you cannot help but be grateful. Hallelujah. Many people would desire to be where you are today, but only of the Lord's mercies that you and I are not consumed. Hallelujah. Praise God. Hallelujah. Again, apologies. Um, we decided to have the service um, with the children being part of us. So the noise is all part of them enjoying Christmas together. Praise the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Okay. And the title of my sermon this morning is Christmas is the symbol of our hope. Christ is the object of our hope. Hallelujah. Christmas, the symbol of our hope. Christ, the object of our hope. And I trust that even the brief time we'll be here this morning, that the Lord would minister the significance of this season. Hallelujah. Praise the name of the Lord. Praise God. Hallelujah. Amen. 
And, you know, just for me to kick off with what I have to share with us this morning, you, you realize that in the Christian calendar, the Advent season, in other words, the season where you and I or the body of Christ in its entirety begin to prepare for the season of Christmas or commemoration of the birth of Jesus Christ and also of his second coming. One of the things that is quite common in this season is that if care is not taken, there is a potential or a possibility that the essence of this season will be lost hallelujah praise the name of the lord hallelujah for some who perhaps are not privileged to be believers may assume that the essence of this season is to spend time with family Praise the name of the Lord. Some of them will think, oh, perhaps it's a time for me to bring out all my Christmas decorations to ensure that I'm able to tell people that it's Christmas season. Even for some, their intention is that I must prove to my neighbor that I have a better Christmas decoration than them. Praise the name of the Lord. As a matter of fact, there's a house on my street. I wonder how they pay for their electricity bill. Because the entire house, I, I mean... I told my wife, I said, if I was a pizza delivery person and they asked me, which one is your house? I'll just say the one with the most Christmas decorations. Praise God. Because the entire house from head to toe is all decked up with lights, decoration. Don't get me wrong. It's amazing. Praise God. Hallelujah. But in all these things, we must ensure not to lose the significance of why we are celebrating this season. And so as I began to reflect that, Lord, what would you have me share? You know, because a customary will say Jesus is the reason for the season. There are several things for us to share on what this Christmas season holds for us. But, this, but for this service, I bring a message of hope. Praise God. I bring a message of hope because if you understand the essence of Christmas, Christmas is an evidence of hope that perhaps you are one of those who this year, you know, has caused you to see certain experiences that will bring pain and, and agony to your heart. I want you to understand that there is hope hallelujah that for every time you think of the subject of christmas let the message of hope be one that fills your heart and i will explain why you see the birth of jesus christ all throughout scripture is one that indicates hope praise the name of the lord as a matter of fact when you read through the old testament you begin to see pockets of prophecies where the holy spirit began to speak through the prophets of the significance of what god was going to do in this dispensation hallelujah you realize that, I mean, when you look at the Bible in the book of Hosea, the Bible was saying in the book of Hosea that, you know, that I have called my son out of Egypt and through him, he would deliver his people. You look at the book of Isaiah, the book of Isaiah tells us that unto us a son is born, unto us a child is given, and that his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, you know, and all these wonderful things. But the reality of it is that at that point, point in time when these words were spoken it was only but a prophecy praise god as a matter of fact it was only but what a promise but when you see the birth of jesus christ it begins to reassure us that in fact god hears the cry of his people and that he would fully fulfill the promise which he has made unto them 
Praise the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. What do I mean by this? The anchor text that we read in scripture tells us that there was a man called Simeon. And that this man, inspired by the Holy Spirit, was told that you would not see death until you see the birth or until you see the person of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. And that the significance of his birth was to herald what was going to happen in years to come. Praise the name of the Lord. Matthew chapter 1 verse 20 tells us when the Holy, when the angel encountered Mary, the, the angel said that but while he thought about these things, the angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream saying, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid. Take to you Mary, your wife, for that which you conceive of her is of the Holy Spirit. And it says, and she will bring forth a son and you shall call his name Jesus. Why? Because he shall do what? Save his people from their sins. Hallelujah. He shall what? Save his people from their sins. And you begin to realize that that was the expectation of Simeon from when this promise was made. That, oh Lord, when are we going to see the consolation of Israel? Praise the name of the Lord. Oh Lord, when are we going to see the Messiah who will indeed come to redeem us from this damnation that we are subject to face if there is no hope in God? Hallelujah. Praise the name of the Lord. And so you begin to realize that just as it is with every product on the shelf, and for many of us, we go to stores, and for, uh, for example, for myself, Whenever I want to buy something, I always look at the expiry date. Praise God. And the reason why is because I don't want to spend my money on something that eventually, after such a short period of time, it loses value to me. And if I'm to liken this, you begin to look at the promises of God, that every promise of God has the date of fulfillment. Hallelujah. Every promise of God has a date of fulfillment. I say this again because I bring a message of hope to anyone who perhaps you have started this year with so many expectations. You started this year with so many dreams that you have even written down that, oh Lord, all things being equal by December 2022, all these things must have been realized in my life and now when you take stock of the year you're asking god but lord it's only six more days to this year ends and it doesn't look like the promises that you made to me praise the name of the lord hallelujah the reality of what i want to tell you is that every promise has what a date and that date when would come to pass when the lord will fulfill that promise just as he did to the prophet simeon praise the name of the lord hallelujah that just as how simeon was promised that he would not see death until he sees the lord the same way god has made a promise to you and i that if only we will be willing to tarry praise the name of the lord only then are we able to see the realities of the promise of god look at what the bible was talking about to the person of zachariah the bible said that zachariah and his wife elizabeth were devout men and women man and woman who feared god and served god with all their heart however the bible said that what that they were barren 
and the Bible makes us understand that as a result of their constant prayers, because the truth is, Zachariah was still praying, even in his old age, for his wife to bear a child. How do we know this? The Bible said that the moment angel Gabriel encountered Zachariah, he said, today, your prayers has been what? Answered. And so here the Bible says that the angel told Zechariah saying, But behold, you will be mute and not be able to speak until the day these things take place. Because you did not believe in my words, which will be fulfilled in its own what? Time. Hallelujah. Which will be fulfilled in its own time. And so you begin to realize that the significance of this promise of God is that for anyone who chooses to believe, for anyone who chooses to believe, there is no reason for you to be hopeless. Praise God. That even as we are celebrating this Christmas season, it must be a reminder to you and all that concerns you that so long as this Christmas season comes and goes, it should be a prompting to you and I that so long as Christ was born, so long as Christ was born here on the earth, is a proof that God is still in the business of keeping his promises. Praise the name of the Lord. That so long as we celebrate Christmas, God is still in the business of fulfilling his promises. Praise the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. I say this because whether you like it or not, hope is a dangerous tool. I say dangerous because it has immense power. Praise the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. You see, this is why the devil will do any and anything to make you hopeless. Praise God. The devil will do any and anything to do what? To make you hopeless. Why? I mean, the Bible says it that what? Hope deferred does what? Makes a heart, makes the heart what? Sick. It says, but when the desire comes to pass, it is like the tree of life. I like how the good news translation puts it. It says, when hope is crushed, the heart of man is what? Crushed. And so the devil is out to make sure that if I'm able to crush your hopes, if I'm able to dash your dreams, only then am I able to attack your life. So I say to somebody here that perhaps you were engaged and ready to get married and the person disappointed you and your hope seems to be crushed. Who told you that you will not get married? Praise the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. That perhaps you and your husband were trusting the Lord for a child and it happens that you had a miscarriage. Who told you that you will not bear children? Praise God. Because you see, so long as your hope is intact, there is nothing for the enemy to attack. Hallelujah. That you were trusting God for a job. I mean, I remember when I was trusting God for a particular job. I was seeking, I mean, everything was going so well. I had done the first interview, done the second interview, and the lady was saying, oh, it was fantastic and everything. In my mind, it's a case of when do I start? And all of a sudden, I can't forget that day on a Tuesday, the lady rung me and said, oh, you know what? Um, we have chosen to go with somebody else. And all of a sudden, all the imaginations in my mind, because the truth is then, when you are thinking, okay, based on this salary, I will change my car. 
I would increase my wife's allowance. I would give my mother this, do this. And all of a sudden, by that singular news, it's almost like as if like vapor, everything disappears. Praise God. But you see, if you're able to still maintain that picture in your mind, there is nothing for the devil to attack. And so the essence of today's service is to begin to bring us to an understanding of the potency of hope. Because you see, hope, anybody who is hopeful, I guarantee you on that God that is only a matter of time. Praise the name of the Lord. It's only what? A matter of time. And so what then is hope? I define hope here as a system of advantage in God designed to enable the believer to persevere until the fulfillment of a promise. Hallelujah. Praise the name of the Lord. That hope is a system of advantage in God designed to enable the believer to persevere until the fulfillment what of a promise i said that it is predicated on a revealed truth and strengthened by conviction it is always based on the promises of god and the proof that you have hope is that you will be joyful praise god a proof that the litmus test to check yourself am i walking in hope is that you remain in joy hallelujah praise the name of the lord you will remain what in joy why do i say this when you read the the pauline letters the bible says here romans chapter 15 i'll read the amplified version romans 15 verse 13 this was paul mind you that paul was in prison I think I shared it here last Sunday that Paul, all the letters Paul wrote in prison, 90% of them was while he was still in prison. Praise God. And so here, Romans 15 verse 13, Paul was saying that may the God of your hope so fill you with all joy and peace in believing through the experience of your faith that by the power of the holy spirit you may abound and be overflowing and it says here bubbling over with hope hallelujah because you see anybody who has held the promises of god regardless of what we see as a matter of fact the bible says that if our hope is based on what we see it is no longer hope Praise the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. And so if we are going to see the promises of God realized in our lives, then you and I must be men and women who are what? Possessors of hope. Look at the examples of scripture. Hope was what preserved Job even in the midst of his trials. Hallelujah. The Bible says in the book of Job chapter 13 verse 15, it says that even though he slay me, it says what? Yet I will do what? Hope in God. Hallelujah. That regardless of how long it would take, it's only what? A matter of what time? Praise the name of the Lord. I'm saying this because so, so many of us have said, Lord, I mean, a good example is for someone who moved him and his entire family and said, there's a dream that I want to realize in the United K Kingdom. 
now you have come with so many expectations and it's not looking like it but my brother and my sister so long as it was god who sent you praise god so long as it was god who sent you there is no need to be hopeless hallelujah there is no need to be hopeless praise the name of the lord remember that it was this same hope that was enabled paul that even in the midst of his trials he was still saying that rejoice in the lord again i say what rejoice praise god hope is what jesus christ told his disciples that i would destroy this temple in three days that's what i will raise it up again and so he told his disciples that in three days i will rise again but guess what only mary was the one who was running to the tomb praise god because she had hope that she would see her savior again praise the name of the lord it was this same hope that in the narration of the prodigal son the bible said that the father seeing the son afar off it was that hope that i know that my son will come back again praise the name of the lord i'm saying this because you must keep that visual representation of the promises of god to you and your family praise the name of the lord hallelujah so how then do we maximize this hope very quickly as i begin to round up how do we maximize this system of advantage in god when it comes to being hopeful number one is that you must get hold of a promise praise the name of the lord you must get hold of what the promises of god i've said it here time and time again god is only responsible for what you believe him for Praise the name of the Lord. God is only responsible for what you believe him for. And so what are you trusting God for? For many of us, you say, oh, I'm trusting God for a job. That's fantastic. But what word do you have backing that promise? Praise the name of the Lord. For some of you, you want to be settled maritally. What word do you have backing that particular desire? because you see whenever something is confronting you a good example the bible said that what every time jesus was confronted he said what it is what written praise the name of the lord there is a written promise upon which you are able to believe god for that particular thing the bible says romans 15 verse 3 it says that what for all the things that were written aforementioned were written for our learning that us through what the comfort of scriptures may do what have hope praise the name of the lord every promise of god that you believe if you would hold on to that word i guarantee you under god is only what a matter of time you are trusting god for healing praise god you see there is mental knowledge and revelational knowledge praise god mental is that you crammed it revelation is that it was revealed to you praise god what you see you can't forget praise the name of the lord because that is the basis upon which we believe god for, for his promises number two is that what you must create a system that constantly reflects on that promise praise god the bible says in the book of james that anyone who looks into the perfect law of liberty and departs from it is like a man who looks in a mirror and after he has left he has done what forgotten what he looks like this is why in the book of psalm 42 verse 3 
The psalmist understood this mystery and he began to speak to himself. Why are you cast down, oh my soul? Why are you disquieted within me? And he says, hope in God. Praise the name of the Lord. Because you must create a system that constantly reminds you of the promises of God. Because you see, if you don't look at it, you forget it. Praise the name of the Lord. If you don't look at it, you will do what? You will forget it. Number three is that you must begin to rely on the integrity of the one who has made the promise. Praise the name of the Lord. You must begin to rely on the integrity of the one who made the promise. If God is the one who promised you, if God is the one who promised you, then you have every reason to believe what he has promised. Praise the name of the Lord. If God is truly the one who has made that promise, then there is every need for you and I to believe what he has said. Look at what the Bible says. I love this scripture so much. Hebrews 6 verse 13 to 19. For, for the sake of time, I will start, okay, I'll start from verses 13. It says, for when God made a promise to Abraham, because he could not swear by no one greater, he swore by himself, saying, Surely I will bless you and I will multiply you. And so after he had patiently done what? Endured. He did what? He obtained the promise. For men indeed swear by the greater and an oath, for confirmation is for them an end of all dispute. It says, thus God, determining to show more abundantly to the heirs of promise, the immutability of his counsel. Let me explain this. You see, God, the reason why I love God the Father so much is that he understands our childishness and is willing to come to our childish level. Praise God. I'll give you a good example. Every time Jesus began to explain the kingdom or the music of the kingdom he always used what parables why because the people's minds could not comprehend the things that christ was trying to communicate so he began to come down to their level to speak to them in that wise and so the bible says here that what that when people begin to argue the best way to end that argument is to swear Praise God. Hallelujah. That the best way to end that argument is to swear. That the moment you swear, the Bible said that what? It is the end of all disputes. Now look at what the Bible says in the verse 17. It says, then God, determining to show more abundantly to the heirs of promise, the immutability of his, in other words, the authenticity of his word, the integrity of his person, that if I say it, I'm committed to do it. It says that what? Showing to, desiring to show the imitator of, of his counsel. It said what? Confirmed it by an oath. That God himself said, you know what? I choose to even swear. Praise God. And it says that by two immutable things in which it is impossible for God to lie, that we might have strong consolation who have fled for refuge to lay hold of the hope set before us. And it says, this hope we have as an anchor of the soul, both sure and steadfast, 
and which enters the presence behind the veil. Praise the name of the Lord. That hope is the anchor of our soul. That when winds of life begin to blow left, right, and center, my confidence is in what God that so long as I'm able to believe God, that regardless of my challenges or my travail or my trials, that I'm willing to anchor myself on that promise of God. You see, one of the beautiful things about anchors is that when ships are at sea, when the anchor is set down, regardless of the tide of the water, you can be sure that that ship will remain at that particular point. Praise the name of the Lord. And so now the Bible is saying that hope is now the anchor of my soul. That regardless of the winds of life that may happen, that so long as my hope is in God, that in other words, I'm what? Immovable. Praise the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. That's what? I am immovable. And so this is the confidence that I'm sharing with us this afternoon. That really and truly God can be trusted. That really and truly God can what? Be trusted. That regardless of whatever the challenges may be, my brothers and my sisters, if you're able to remain your hope in God. This is why the sermon says, Christmas is a symbol of my hope. Christ is the object of my hope. That my hope is not based on the promises of man who will promise today and fail tomorrow. No. That the anchor of my hope is on the person of Christ because his integrity cannot be faulted. Praise the name of the Lord. That his person can be believed. That regardless of whatever that life may present me, I am one, I'm rest assured that so long as it is God who made that promise, he would fulfill it. And so in conclusion, Paul now says, therefore, having been justified by faith, he says we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. It says, through whom we have access by faith into this grace in which we stand. And therefore we do what? We rejoice in hope of the glory of God. And not only that, but we also glory in tribulations. What an irony. That when I'm facing challenges, my natural response as a human being should be that my life is finished. There is no hope in God. There is nothing possible for me to happen again. But here, Paul is saying that because what? Our faith is in Christ. He says, therefore, we rejoice in hope of the glory of the Lord. And not only that, we also glory in tribulations. Knowing that what? Tribulations does what? Produces perseverance. And perseverance does what? Character. And character does what? Hope. And it says, now, hope does not do what? Disappoint. Because the love of God has been shed abroad in our hearts through the Holy Spirit who was given to us. Praise the name of the Lord. The good news I'm telling you is this. If you will embrace the strategy of hoping in God, I guarantee you under heaven, you will never be put to shame. Praise the name of the Lord. That if your strategy or your coping mechanism 
to address the challenges of life that you go through is to choose to believe God. Choosing to hope in God, I guarantee you, you will not be put to shame because the Bible says that what? Hope does not do what? Disappoint. Praise the name of the Lord. Hope does not disappoint. And so for in this season that we are in, in as much as we are basking in the euphoria of the season, all the merriment that comes with it, let you, us always remember that the reason why we are celebrating is that years ago, God made a promise that he will send his son, Jesus. And the essence of this celebration is that God actually fulfilled that promise. And so therefore, any promise God has made to me and my family, I'm rest assured that he will bring it to pass. Praise the name of the Lord. And so Joyce Meyer says this as I end. He says, hope is favorable and confident expectation. It's an expectant attitude that something good is going to happen. And that things will work out no matter the situation that you are facing. Praise the name of the Lord. That things would work out no matter the situation that you are facing. This is the reason why we believe God. Men may believe in other gods. They would definitely be put to shame, but not the Jehovah God. Because everyone that anchors their hope in God shall not be put to shame. Praise the name of the Lord. Let us bow our heads even as we pray. Let us just begin to reflect on the things that we have learned in this sermon. Begin to ask that the Holy Spirit would etch these words on your heart. The Bible said that indeed that in those days I will write my laws upon their hearts. They shall be my people and I will be their God. That Father in the name of Jesus I present my heart unto you. That Lord these words oh God will stand as anchors to help me withstand any storm that may come my way. That Father God in heaven let's even begin to pray for those who perhaps they are looking unto God for one thing or the other and it seems like it's not coming to pass that the Lord will prove himself faithful in their lives that father in the name of Jesus oh God in heaven we present ourselves before you that in the beauty of this season as you are reminding us of the potency of your word the immutability of your counsel father I ask oh God that you would grant us the grace to hold on to the very end that Lord we will not compromise our stands on the altar of waiting for you oh God but that Lord we will hold on to the very end and the promise you have made unto us oh God we would fully receive in the name of Jesus gracious father in heaven I pray for everyone under the sound of my voice your word says that when affliction and persecution arise for the sake of the word then they perish away but Lord let this not be also God that our hearts become good grounds where the word of the Lord is sown and by so doing oh God in heaven our lives are changed and preserved blessed be your holy name oh God in heaven in Jesus mighty and matchless name we have prayed amen